0: Dear friend, you can grow your personal and business brand by creating a strong network through podcasting, create real human connections, have the ability to share your story and interesting point of view. To get started, you can make use of the special offer for friends of this podcast, which is on kitcaster.com T C A mural, K-I-T-C-A-S-T-E-R dot C-O-M slash R-R-O-R. The link and further instruction or details will be found in the show notes for this episode. Thank you. Don't forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you listen to this on. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to Mirror Talk Podcast. Your moment of greatness starts now. This episode guest is the author of the Cancer Survivor First Aid Kit. Her articles and posts have been published in the Huffington Post, Breast Cancer Wellness Magazine, and the Peered View Natural Medicine Journal. She has stepped up over and over to help cancer survivors through their greatest challenges. Welcome to the show, Dr. Shani Fox. How are you doing?
1: I'm well, and it's a pleasure to be here, Toby.
0: It's so great to have you here at this moment right now. I'm so glad, and I'm looking forward to everything I'm going to learn from you. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Mirror Talk. Um, As I said before we started recording, I I read that it took your father's death to make you realize that you were not making the most out of your life. Um, Please, can you share this story with me and how your journey has been after you decided to pursue a doctoral program at the age of 40. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: well, uh, what happened is um, my father passed away when I was in my 40s. Mm. And my father had an interesting story himself. He, at the age of 52, he was hit by an automobile as a pedestrian and almost didn't survive that incident. Mm. And I was only 15 at that time. And... I watched him pull through that, and more importantly, he. once he recovered from the actual injuries, he realized how fragile life was. And so he lived every single day of his life so intentionally. He really chose what he was going to do with his time, and he didn't waste any time, and he didn't waste any words. He, He really lived according to his values and according to the way he wanted to live his life. So... When he finally passed away, when I was in my 40s, I realized that this, this man had no regrets. Hmm. My father had no regrets. He had lived a life exactly as he wanted. It's not that he had, it wasn't about spectacular achievements. It was about day by day, simply creating the hours and the days of a life that meant something. Hmm. And what happened at that time, I, I first observed that, but then I realized, uh-oh, you know, I'm really not living that way. I, at the time, was uh working in a corporation you know i had a, a very lovely i was making a very lovely living and mm. doing well at what I was doing but it was hard work it was very hard on my family mm. and I realized that at the end of the day i didn't even know if I was making a difference to anyone mm. i it was a perfectly lovely position but i i really I just didn't know I was making a difference in the world. Yeah. So once my father passed and I learned those lessons from him, I realized there was probably something to reevaluate there. It was time. So I found myself some support and, and I did exactly that. I, 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 I just reevaluated where I was in my life hmm. and realized, you know, if I continue the way I was, I, I simply would not end up in the position my father was. I, I needed to make some changes. So on the professional front, I started to ask myself, you know, so so what is it you really want to do when you grow up? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know, I had chosen my profession for very practical reasons. I was an accountant. I I I was in finance at the time. There's nothing wrong with what I was doing. It's a perfectly honorable profession, but it wasn't fulfilling me. And and so I had to ask, well, what would that be? What would I be doing if I really felt like I was giving of my best to the world. Mm. And I realized, first of all, that I wanted to work directly with people. I, I wanted to make a direct impact on people's lives.
0: Yeah.
1: So the question is, how would I do that? And one day mm. the answer kind of popped into my head. And I was as surprised as anybody because it was something that I'd wanted to be actually since I was a child. Mm. Uh, when I was very young, I'd wanted to be a doctor, and here I was thinking about being a doctor in my 40s with a whole career behind me. And it meant that I'd have to leave my career, be without an income for many years, <laughs> um, you know, and my benefits and my vacation. I mean, all the things that go with working a nice corporate position. Yes. Um, but the problem was that the dream wouldn't go away. It wouldn't go away. As, as much as I tried to convince myself that I was good where I was, it wouldn't, it wouldn't go away. <laughs> so one day i simply said okay okay that's what i'm gonna do Hmm. and i started taking my prerequisite courses while i was still working full-time and just worked my way through and in 2008 i graduated uh, from medical school wow as a naturopathic physician holistic physician
0: how was it like for you you know switching or changing lanes like from, you know, being an accountant to becoming a doctor or actually going to school to study medicine Yes. or at the age of 40, how was it like for you? It was scary. I, I won't mm. deny that. There's a lot mm. of fear that comes up with such
1: things. But the good news is that when you have a vision that really means something to you, it's possible to proceed. You, you find the courage to proceed even in the presence of fear. I mean, the people around me, some of them thought I was crazy, you know, to to make such a change at such an age. But um, and 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 the voice of fear within me was ready to agree with them, and so I had to say, well, wait a minute. You know, I I saw what it meant to my dad to live exactly the way he wanted to live, and even though in his case it didn't require changing professions. It was a big change. He, he, it was something that he just took on and lived it every day. So mm. I decided it, it 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 must be possible. It must be possible. It's, I'm not the first person ever who has done such a thing. Yeah. So yeah. I just stayed with that, that it's possible, and that there's something very good waiting for me at the end of this. And mm. sure enough, it, it it carried me through. It carried me through. Wow. I've and, never been sorry, and, and I've never turned back.
0: That's thats awesome. And you're doing, you know, an... And also, you are doing a wonderful job right now, it's an awesome job, you know, with cancer patients or cancer survivors, you know, making them happy, bringing them back to, you know, a state where they could live a much more fulfilled life. Yeah. That, that was your dream, right? That was what you really wanted to do.
1: Well, I didn't know about the cancer patients and survivors at first. I mean, that's something that developed as I was in medical school. Um, mm-hmm. I simply wanted to help people live happier, healthier lives. You know, to me, being healthy is, is one of the principal foundations of a happy life. If you're not well, it's it's not impossible to be happy, but it's a lot more difficult. And so people just have so much more freedom to enjoy themselves and their lives yeah. and the people around them when they are truly healthy. And so that's uh, that's why I chose natural medicine as my career, because it's very empowering to the individual. People understand how to make themselves healthy. I mean, with all due respect to the doctors out there, we all, all the doctors out there, we need them. Yeah. You know, if yes. things happen to people. We need people to help. You know, bring them back from those emergency states. But uh, on a day to day basis, people can be so well uh, if they yeah. try. And so uh, that's what I wanted, especially for children, for teenagers. It makes such a difference uh, yes. later on in life, especially when when we have some so our own resources to count on. Yes. Um, But yeah, the cancer survivors, that came out later on. That came out later Mm. on.
0: What drew you to, you know, work with cancer patients and survivors?
1: I I think the turning point there, you know, I was in medical school, maybe halfway through. And Mm. every Friday morning, we used to have a grand rounds presentation, which means that a doctor comes in, who's, you know, a doctor from the field comes in and discusses Mm. cases with us so that we learn from what's actually going on in in people's practices. Mm. So... A doctor came in who works with cancer patients and survivors, and he brought in with him a panel, three, three cancer patients, to speak about their experiences and their experiences with this doctor in holistic medicine. Mm-hmm. So I was so moved by that presentation. I was almost in tears. And so when it, when it was over, I remember I had another class right away, but I didn't go. I remember I went to sit in a stairwell, and I just said, what is it that touched me about that so? There's something there that, that really speaks to me and i realized that it was because cancer brings us to our most vulnerable place mm. it puts us you know no matter who we were before it lays yeah. us low it just it just strips us bare and so we're mm. forced to confront all the basics of you know who are we how am i living uh, you know all, all, we have to really come back to the starting point and reevaluate First of all, how do I get from here to where I want to be, which is simply well? And then from there, how do I want to live my life? Mm. And that point of vulnerability, that trough of vulnerability, which we all fear because we feel so, you know, even thinking about it makes us feel weak and and, and afraid. Mm. But the truth of the matter is, when we hit that sort of point in our life, whether it's cancer or divorce or like my father, an automobile accident, it could be anything. Mm. But when we hit those points in our life, we're very vulnerable, but we're also really open to the possibilities, yeah, what could be. Yeah. And yeah. so isn't that the perfect place to work with people who come mm. in having been shaken to their core and now are ready. They're just mm. ready to make the changes that they want in order to live a different kind of life going forward, among other sure. things, and in fact, very importantly, being healthy. Mm. So I, when, I, when I realized how important that was to them, I said, oh, that's where I want to specifically work in this field. And sure enough, when I got out and started my practice, immediately the universe brought me about half cancer patients and survivors. And so I began to to work with that and make that my specialty.
0: Wow. That's awesome. And from, from your vast um, experience with cancer patients and survivors, what, what would you say is the most common side effect of cancer? The co- most common side effect of
1: cancer, as far as I'm concerned, is fear. Hmm. Um, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of physical side effects. They're well-known. You know, yeah. there's fatigue. There's all kinds of all kinds of physical things. And and by the way, holistic medicine is is wonderful for those things. You know, uh, conventional medicine focuses on cancer treatment. You know, the chemotherapy, the radiation, whatever needs to happen there. And that's extremely important. People need to be pulled back from an over this over um, uh, spreading of the disease. And so, we're, you know, I'm grateful to all that work. But the fact of the matter is, at least in the United States, the moment the treatment is over. People are sort of dismissed out on their own and the system is on to the next patient. There really isn't a lot of attention paid or frankly, a lot of expertise in what it takes mm. to recover and become well, yes. uh, even physically, not to mention emotionally afterwards. Mm. And the emotional side of this is huge. So it wasn't long after I started working with people cancer survivors that I realized, okay, there are certainly physical issues we need to deal with here. They need their energy back. If they've got symptoms, residual, you know, neuropathy and, and, and all kinds of other things that, you know, happen after cancer. There are things that can be helped in that regard, but just as important is this terrible fear they're feeling. They, 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 first of all, they've been through such changes. Mm. They, they wonder even who they are anymore. Mm. And, there and the biggest question I think in many people's minds is, you know, what do I have to do to keep that from happening again? Yeah, they just yeah. don't want to go back through that experience if they can possibly help it. Hmm. And so dealing with that emotional side is just as much of a challenge as dealing with anything
0: physical in that regard. And, and you help your patients with, you know, dealing with this emotional trauma, or emotional um tumor that's, or trauma. That's
1: in the end. That's where I ended up specializing. Yes, I actually hmm. do a lot of counseling and coaching around, yes, yes, it it is, it has features of trauma. You know, people often throw around the word PTSD. Well, it may not have all the features of PTSD, but it will often have some of them. And people will feel that whether or not they're diagnosable as PTSD. And so that's, again, part of the experience that needs to be dealt with. If we've been through a trauma of any kind, we're different. And we're going to have trouble coping because that trauma keeps interfering with our thinking going forward. And so, yes, Cancer is of that magnitude, and, and 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 the traumatic aspects of it absolutely need to be dealt with.
0: Yes, and I, as I've understood right now, it's it's like a great battle that you know the patient has to fight, or the survivor has to fight, you know, yes. to come back to being normal or living an extraordinary life afterwards. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, what are the like the make or break factors that separate, you know, a survivor who strives and those who who don't, those who don't survive or mm-hmm. strive through this experience?
1: Yeah. Well, the, the, first, the first factor is the person has to believe it's possible.
0: Hmm.
1: They have to believe it's possible. Um, so this is where the fear becomes such an obstacle. There are some people who are so, you know, they're holding a belief that, you know, well, this is probably gonna come back again, or I'll never be myself again. And those are beliefs we need to deal with because, um, you know, of course, anything is possible. I'm not trying to pretend that it, nothing, nothing will happen. You know, we, we have possibilities, but life has possibilities like that in general. It's not just after you've survived cancer. And so, you know, I mean, look at my father, you know, something, he was a perfectly healthy person. One day something came out of the blue. So things can happen, but we, we can't live our life uh, with those things hanging over our head like a dark cloud. We have to live our life in the way that we want to live it. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that has to exist is a belief that this is possible. Yes. The how, I can work with you, but, but you've got to be willing to hold that belief. So that's the first factor. Mm-hmm. And the second mm-hmm. factor is you come around to an understanding that the power to do this is within you. Mm-hmm. It's within you. Yeah. It's not with the medical system God bless them but it's not with the medical system it's within you.
0: Mm-hmm. So you have to have that fit, that's confidence that you survive.
1: Yes you have to have not only the will but the realization that the power to uh, make progress on this road it's all within you and what I help mm-hmm. people see is that you know you wouldn't have gotten this far I mean cancer is a formidable foe I don't underestimate cancer mm-hmm. but it Look at what it took from you, even just to get through your treatment. Look Mm. at the strength. Look at the new wisdom. I bet you found things in yourself, resources in yourself you didn't know you had, in Mm. order just to get this far. Yes. And so what we're going to do is take those very same resources, the wisdom and the strength and the intuition. We're going to tap back into those, and we're going to apply those going forward. In fact, we're going to magnify those going forward. Mm. And that's going to be... The source of your well-being yes. you can certainly get
0: guidance and help from those around you but they're not driving the process you are wow that means you know expre- expressing this like um, teaches you something new or exposes you to something new about yourself or reveals something you know great in yourself or a potential that, that was hidden in you way, yes. way back Wow. Yes. One just, just have to have a positive mindset towards it. You mean?
1: Well, a positive mindset in the sense of believing that it can happen. Mm. But I have to tell you something, Toby. The word positive is a mixed bag when it comes to cancer patients and survivors. You know, they, mm. they don't always want to hear, be positive. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, if they're feeling positive, they should go with it. You know, that's great. If they're having a yes. positive day, by all means. Mm. But there are days when cancer is just crappy. I mean, it's it just, it just terrible. Yeah. There's almost nothing positive about certain days when you're going through cancer. And mm. so we don't want to hide that under positivity we, we, or because or, or, it doesn't feel authentic to them. It's like today I just don't feel well or okay. today I just need to be in bed. And yes. there are certain days that that happens. So my favorite word when it comes to uh, dealing with cancer and, and beyond is authentic. authentic. Let's, let's be authentic here. The, when it's when you're feeling authentically positive, great, enjoy it. Mm. And if there are ways, if you're willing to be positive and there are ways that can bring you there, great. Mm. Let's do that. But yes. not every day is like that. And if you are feeling mm. low for any reason, mm. let's be truthful about that because mm. when we address that, when we don't run from it, mm. when we when we take that into account, that that's where we're starting today. Then we have more of a possibility of building a day that means something that maybe turns positive in the end than if we deny it, because then it will come back to bite you.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's deep. That's very deep. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very deep. Yeah. yeah. Well, as a, as, a certifi- as a certified life coach, how would you advise us or advise, you know, um, a cancer survivor to... Um, Deal with uncertainty, you know. Earlier, you made mention of, you know, they have this fear that it might occur again, or they have this fear that it might maybe get, you know, bad again, or you know, to recover could be difficult. How do, you, how do, you, how would you advise them to, or how would you advise them to deal with, you know, uncertainty in this situation?
1: Well, I have a two-layered approach. I have a short-term approach and I have a longer-term approach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we have a headache, usually what's on our mind is, could somebody just please help me get rid of this pain? Yes. And so if a person takes an aspirin or the equivalent, you know, some painkiller, mm-hmm. um, then the headache will go away. And that's, that's good for the moment. That's really good. They're out from under mm-hmm. the pain. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is that headaches have, well, a whole variety of different causes. And if we don't get at the cause, you're going to get more headaches, even if that day you are able to get rid of it with the pill. Mm-hmm. So what I teach people who are struggling with fear is I will help them find, I'll, I'll give them actually tools that help them in the moment turn fear around. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is what my, the, you know, the, you mentioned my my book, The Cancer book. Survivor's exactly. Kit. that's what this is. It's, and it's actually just a short book, but it's a kit is what it is. It's mm. a, a book mm. and a CD with guided visualizations and it's a workbook. So it's a kit mm. that gives you techniques to face down the fear in any particular day and take back your day from the fear. And so it's a very effective in the short term. That's a short term approach, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I don't want people you know, in pain or struggling if they can help it. But people also have to realize that unless they get rid of the root causes of their fear, then they're gonna feel fear again. You know, you might succeed that day, and you might even get good at those techniques, which means you'll feel it less often, but there's always gonna be root causes. And if we don't address, it's like dandelions in the yard, You know, if you don't get the whole root out, you know, you, you pull out one dandelion, 10 come back, right? It's, it's like <laughs> that. It's like true. that. So we have that's to true. get the root causes of the fear. And that's a longer term project. That, that, that yeah. usually means we have to identify what beliefs are holding you in fear. Why is, why is fear able to take advantage of you like that all the time? Because fear is a real yeah. opportunist. And if you don't yeah. have strong beliefs that you can hold on to, fear is mm-hmm. going to come up, you know, front and center. So yes. we have to find which, wh- wh- where are the beliefs that are allowing fear to take over, and can we replace or, or, or upgrade, let's say, those beliefs to mm-hmm. ones that are stronger, that will serve you better, that don't allow the fear in so easily. And I do that through, of course, my, ch- my coaching programs, because yes. that takes more, a more developed process.
0: Yes. So, well, I'm going to place a link to your, your website in the show notes for this episode, so anyone who has, you know who needs help in this regards could reach out to you. I was going through them, and I was like, oh, there are a lot of, you know, educative courses on, on your website that one could sign up for to deal with cancer. And th- 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 this brings to my next question. Your book, you m- we mentioned of it twice now already. These first aid kit, is it only for the cancer survivor or also for the family member or the neighbor or the friend of this person that's with cancer?
1: Yeah, a- actually the, the techniques in there would work for anybody. It's anybody who's experiencing fear and the, and, and you're right, the people around the patient also mm. very often feel fear and uncertainty. And so the techniques will work for them as well, actually. Um, yeah. It's just, you know, I, I, I write it as if to a cancer patient or survivor, but the techniques certainly work. And so, mm. you know, they can, you know, people around a, a cancer patient can use it for themselves as well as for the person
0: uh, in yes. the middle of the picture. Oh, great, but how can how can I show up? How can we show up for a, a cancer survivor or a cancer a cancer patient? How can we support them? You know, ah. made sure of you know them going through emotional you know distress or trauma. How can I you know come up to that level to understand their emotional troubles mm-hmm. to be able to render some support to them?
1: Ah, that's a beautiful question, Toby. Thank you for asking that. Mm-hmm. Um And so, the word authentic comes back here. So. Oh. Cancer survivors um, are going through. I mean, patients and even survivors. Sometimes they're going through something that's very difficult. And unless you yourself have been there, you're probably not going to know exactly what that's like. It's it's a very unique experience. It's a very difficult experience. And so we don't want to pretend that we know what's going on for them. And we don't even have to guess. It's not even necessary. It's not necessary. The most important thing is to allow them to be who they are with you at that particular time
0: Mm.
1: and just say, I'm here for you. Mm. I'm here for you. If they want a shoulder to cry on, let them cry. If they just want somebody to sit with them while, you know, you drink tea together, that's okay. You don't have to say Mm. anything. You know, you can just say, I'm here for you and be with them. Maybe spend time with them, ask them what they are feeling like today. And maybe Mm. they have an idea. You know, if they want to just walk outside in their garden today, that's their greatest pleasure. Walk with them. Mm. That's it. Just be there for them. And there's no need to try to invent dialogue or to come up with dialogue. This is difficult for us. You know, nobody teaches us how to speak to people in these difficult positions. So I, you know, I understand from the visitor or the loved one's point of view that this is Mm. challenging. But the truth Mm. of the matter is, the simpler you make it, the the more effective you're going to be. Just be there for them. Yeah. just be there for
0: them. I, I, love, I love that answer because I, I personally have been in this kind of situation before. Like I know someone not far away from me who um, has cancer and mm-hmm. she's going through this um, chemotherapy and all that stuff and whenever she's talking to me about, you know, the uncertainty, she doesn't know when to go away, how long it will take for her to get rid of the cancer, if, if, it will even, if she, will, she will survive it at all. Mm-hmm. I find myself so confused. I don't know what to do when, when she talks. Should I comfort her? Should I... I don't know. I just find myself lost totally. And I, f- I, f- I feel sometimes guilty not knowing what to do to help uh-huh. at that moment. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And, and it is confusing. There's no question it's confusing. And so if somebody is speaking to you, so that's, that's mm. a little bit different than what I described before. If somebody's speaking to you about their experience, mm. um, again, the most comforting thing is empathy. Empathy means essentially I hear you. I hear mm. you. Oh, that must be hard for you. Wow. Mm. Yeah, you must have had a hard day yesterday when they did that. So mm. something, you know, just, just noticing that you, f- you hear what they're saying. Yeah. Um, that alone is comforting, just hearing them. Um, we don't have to actively comfort in the sense of, oh, it's going to be all right, because there's, there's too much doubt in their mind as to whether it's mm. going to be all right. And so that's mm. not going to necessarily land well for them. That's not gonna necessarily land. You know, it's like, well, how do you know? You know? And difficult. and we don't, right? So again, sure. we wanna be authentic and we don't wanna, you know, talk about outcomes that nobody has an idea about right now. Mm. What we do, just wanna do is again, be there with them and the way to do that is to empathy is a beautiful, beautiful tool in the sense that I hear you, ooh, that must have been difficult for you. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yes. Mm. Just there just stay there and listen and just Empathize, yeah. And
1: empathize exactly that. That alone, believe me, is very comforting, without having to guess farther where the conversation is going to go.
0: Ah, oh, that's good. <laughs> that, that will open next time here. Yeah. yeah. Well, how how can people how can people deal with the question of why me? Why is this happening ah. to me? Oh, why did this happen to me? Mm-hmm. How, how can people deal with that kind of question?
1: Mm-hmm. It's an interesting question, isn't it? Um,
0: yes. And the
1: truth of the matter is, there is no known why. There is no known why. There, are, you know, as as far as we've come with understanding cancer and cancer treatment, it's the the why part is still a big mystery. I mean, we know a few factors that contribute, you know, smoking, you know, lung cancer. I mean, there's a clear association. So we know a few things and we're getting more more knowledge about genetic causes, but even those are not very predictable. So um, that knowledge is still in its infancy as far as actually why. Mm. And the truth is there could be a lot of things that contribute and things that we barely are scratching the surface of. There's a lot of environmental things, you know, I mean, you know, pollution and electromagnetic fields, things that are starting to become, you know, arise on awareness, but we really don't have any sense of how much or how often. Mm-hmm. So the cr- truth of the matter is we're never going to know why. And the other truth is that it's really, there's no rhyme or reason to it. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Unfortunately, there's enough cancer around that we've all seen people who were actually very well up until the day they got diagnosed with cancer. I mean, to all appearances, they were absolutely well. They were living well, they were eating well, they were exercising. I mean, some people are doing quote unquote everything right and they still yeah. get cancer. And so yeah. there is not, you know, I, what I say is there's nothing fair about cancer. There's nothing fair about it. It's, it's, it might as well kind of be random in, in many cases. So we don't ask the question, why too much? And I I help people set aside any sense of guilt about this, that they must have done something. Because the truth of the matter is, it may or may not be about that at all.
0: I know. So not. there's no way you can avoid it 100. Like you can't say I'm not going to eat my vegetables and do this and. You know. Well, I'm not saying vegetables aren't helpful. <laughs> I, I,
1: you <laughs> know, I believe. I mean, not not only for ca- against cancer, against all manner of disease. I mean, you know, yes, yes, yes. I, I I totally believe in a healthy lifestyle. So I'm not yeah. saying you know we should just throw it all to the winds. We should eat healthy. We should exercise. We should sleep well. We you know we, we you know living healthy has many many benefits. One of which is probably reducing the chance chance of cancer. Of I'm not, I'm not going to claim statistics on that, but I, I, I truly believe that it's the case. We're just well overall; the chances are less. But in the event that it happens, which it could, um, then then asking why is it's understandable, but it's not particularly helpful. Hmm. What we what's much more helpful is to say, "Okay, I don't know why, but here I am." And what can I do from here? What do I need to do from here? Why uh, implies there is an acceptance almost that needs to happen. Okay, here I am.
0: Yeah.
1: Here I am. I I didn't wish for this. Nobody wished for this for me. But here I am. Mm. So what do I do from here forward? And and if a person's having trouble coming to that acceptance, this is something I help people with.
0: Yes, that, that's that's the key word that strikes me: acceptance. Mm-hmm. Accept the situation and ask how you can move forward from there. Yeah, but as, acceptance can be very difficult. <laughs> it can be <laughs> very difficult. That's right. Yeah, that's right. But, uh, do, you, do you have advice on on this on acceptance? Like generally, apart from even cancer, there are other situations in, that happen to one's life, and one be like, I can't accept this. I I, I, I would like phantom this. How why is this happening to me? Yeah. So is it is is there, are there like ways from you know, years of living that you could give us to accept our situation and look for solutions to to the problem.
1: I think maybe the first thing you know if a person's asking why did this happen to me, mm. there's almost a sense of I was targeted, or even in some cases I've heard this before, I was punished mm. for something yeah. and in the case of cancer, it just isn't so. But the, what we need to work on with the person for them to accept that that's not the case mm-hmm. is remembering who they actually are, mm-hmm. who they actually are. None of us is less worthy than anybody else, right? Mm-hmm. We yes. are worthy. There are, we are offshoots of the divine presence of life itself and yes. every one of us is this there's not one of us who's mm. better at this than than another it's true of all of us and mm. so we have to just come back to this place where i'm fundamentally worthy mm. there is no reason for me to be punished because i'm i'm here for a reason i'm 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 an offshoot of life i'm life celebrating itself mm. and if a person is so inclined you know that if it's helpful to have a belief in a higher power, whether we call it God or anything else, source, yeah. universe, doesn't matter. But having a belief that there's some greater force out there and that I'm connected with its great wisdom and it wants me to be here. I'm part of all that is. is. In fact, I'm a very unique part of all that is. There's no replacement for me. Mm. And so there's no ill intention yeah. in having something like cancer occur. It's one of life's challenges And yes, we have to work on it and face it, but not because we are being punished or targeted anyway. It's not, it's not, it's not that it's a challenge and we become in fact stronger and very often more of ourself or our beautiful selves as we face these things. And so it's, it's one of the hurdles on life's path, but it's not a punishment
0: Yes, yes. Ah, that, that, that makes sense? sense. That's, yes, that makes sense, yes. Yes. Like it, it's not a punishment, but it's a challenge that will make yes. you stronger.
1: Mm. Yes, as are many things in life. Yes. It's a tough yes. one. It's a tough one. It's a tough challenge, no
0: question. Yeah. That, and that is acceptance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I, 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 found this, you know, I found this quote on your website, and I found it very inspiring. You wrote, cancer changes a lot of things, but it cannot change the, your rights. Sorry, cancer changes a lot of things but it does not change your right to be the happiest, most purposeful life you can live. Cancer can't stop you from creating fulfillment, peace of mind and outrageous joy. That really <laughs> <laughs> that's really well, inspiring yeah. that you know cancer changes a lot of things yes but yeah. it doesn't change your right to the happiest, most purposeful life that you could ever live. Yes. So how how can how can every survivor make the most out of is our his life starting from today? <laughs>
1: Um, well, what I tell people is there's a part of you that cancer hasn't touched. Mm -hmm. In fact, that's the most important part of you. Has it touched your body? Yes. That's a formidable challenge. Has it uh, encountered your spirit and challenged your spirit? Yes. But it hasn't replaced your spirit. The best parts of you, the fundamental essence of you, of who you've always been, is still Mm -hmm. there. And cancer actually can't touch that. Cancer can't touch that divine part of you that part that's uh that's that wants to live that wants to be more um so that part is still there and what we need to do is just get back in touch with it and so and when we do that that's where we find the strength and the wisdom and the will to create something beautiful beyond
0: cancer yes yes so what I'm understanding from this is Okay, cancer might have you know attacked your body, but don't let it spread to your soul, to your to yes. your inner core.
1: Souls don't get cancer. Mm, 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 mm
0: Yes, and that is where your happiness actually comes out from.
1: Yes, because it's the soul that creates happiness and joy and fulfillment. That's the soul that creates those. Not really. I mean, our body participates, but it's not really our body. It's our soul that creates that.
0: Yes. Yes. And how, how does your program help um, survivors to you know? To live the uh, you know, happiest and most purposeful life after surviving or, yeah, or after experiencing this challenge?
1: Well, as I mentioned before, the first thing we do is look at what's in the way. Mm. You know have you Have you really got a belief that this can happen? Mm. Are you willing? Is fear bothering you? Okay, let's deal with that. So we deal with some of the obstacles first, mm. and then we find the beliefs and and we ingrain the beliefs that are gonna allow a person to move forward. And then we start to live from those beliefs. So something that I feared before. So, for example, um, you know, cancer patients, for ex- sometimes it comes down to very mundane things. I've had people say to me, um, I'm afraid this next Christmas is going to be my last Christmas. Hmm. And, and this is a person, by the way, whose body was very whole, was very healthy. But she, having survived cancer, she was always afraid it was going to come back. And what if what if I don't get to celebrate Christmas with my grandkids? Yeah. So I said, well, there's a you have one belief that you won't see Christmas. And now can you, can you, are you willing to believe that maybe you will? Hmm. And if you're willing to believe that, then let's start from today and preparing for Christmas. Yeah. Let's oh. start today, creating Christmas. Yes. Yes. We, we do that anyway, right? We start in February. We start planning for Christmas. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> right. Yes.
1: There, I mean, there are things we can do, and and we do that because it's a it's a joyful thing to us, and we want to experience some of that joy, you know, even in the anticipation of it, right? So mm. we we find the ways to do it practically, even by living mm. into what it is we want to see. Yes. And by entering that mindset and acting on it, mm. we actually. Um, start to create that. You know, it's an event that will come to culmination maybe down in December, but we start to create it from wherever we are. And so perhaps that's a practical example of how how we do this. Whatever it is in life, we start to create it Hmm. now. And this is true even if I'm still dealing with some of my symptoms, even if I'm still dealing with some of my fears. There's no, I don't have to delay starting to create these things. In some way, shape or form, I can do this. You know, it's very interesting there's uh, Dr. Bernie Siegel was all about this. He a very a surgeon who noticed that some of his patients did spectacularly well even though they weren't the prognosis was pretty heavy, you know, they weren't expected even to survive very long and some of them mm-hmm. survived much longer than expected and live amazing lives. And he's wondering, well, what does it take? You know, what yes. what makes the difference for people to be mm-hmm. able to do that? And he's written many books about this. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he found is that even people who are incapacitated would start to, would, would, would have in their minds the life that they wanted to live and they would be building it in their minds and as soon as possible in practical ways, even in small practical ways, but they were moving towards it all the time. And that mindset, that, that mindset that was demonstrating itself in action was about the most powerful factor that made a difference and who who made us, you know, um, who created joy and fulfillment and, and life beyond a terrible medical diagnosis and those who didn't.
0: So it does yeah. work. Wow. That means if, if one has the fear of not, you know, being able to survive to see Christmas, once you start buying the gift, the Christmas gift for the grandchild or for the son or for the neighbor, start planning out everything. Yeah, that you start planning cleaning, is powerful. You see
1: exactly mm. um and you know and 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 planning how you ha- want your house to look and and starting to you know imagine those things you know i mean just whatever aspect of it feeling the love that you're going to feel when people get together mm. and and of course this christmas this coming christmas as you and i speak is going to be particularly precious because last year we were all still or many of us were still in lockdown you know we we, we really yearned for all this so generating yes. the 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 feelings of the love that you're going to experience and the mm-hmm. joy you're going to experience these are powerful things you know these emotions that we can generate they talk to ourselves yes our cells function better they literally function better when they're in an mm-hmm. atmosphere of calm or joy or peace mm-hmm. as opposed to the stress and the fear so that's oh. the other thing, you know, fear, chronic fear has physical ramifications mm. because it produces fear hormones that actually are degrading to our cells. So we're even helping our physical health yeah. when we're in a process
0: of allowing our soul to express in the way it wants to. Yes, that's true. And apart from, you know, eliminating the fear, it gives you hope, hope for another yes. day. Hope mm-hmm. for, yes.
1: Yes, and hope I like to, to say hope is, a, is more of a verb than a noun. It's not just a theoretical thing. It's something that you can create on the ground. Mm, mm,
0: mm. True. Wow. Yeah. So um, for people out there who are interested in, you know, signing up for your program or getting in contact with you, what was the best way? Is there like a virtual way one can get across to you? Or a one-to-one, you know, kind of program. Certainly, education on this. Yeah,
1: Yeah. go to my website. My website is drshanifox.com. D-R-S-H-A-N-I-F-O-X. dot com, and Mm. there you'll find resources on the website. But you'll also find uh, for women. I have a special Facebook group. Uh, women Rising Beyond Cancer. And so any uh, women who are out there who'd like to join in a private dialogue uh, where we, it's only survivors in the group and we only talk about things that are important that are not, you know, you can't talk about just everywhere. So I have a private Facebook group that's helpful. You'll also find a link to purchase the the, the kit, the Cancer Survivors for Your First Aid kit, if that's helpful. And my coaching okay. programs are all there. It's it's all there. Um, so my website is a good place to start.
0: Yeah, wow. That's awesome. So I'm going to also place this link also in the show notes, Beautiful. And I will encourage everyone to yeah just copy the link or cl- um, click on it and get across to Dr. Sh- yes. Shani Fox. Yes. So now we've talked about you know vulnerability. We've talked about worries. We've talked about fears. You know, in, um, relating to cancer and also generally in life. So, um, as a last question, what what rule of li- what rules of life um should we live by to enjoy a fulfilled and happier life? <laughs> 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 um. There, there's probably a lot that
1: I could think of, but let's start with this one.
0: Yes.
1: If it is to be, it's up to me.
0: Mm. If it is to be, it's up to me. Yeah,
1: that's what keeps me empowered in my own life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In my own life, I I uh, remind myself that if there's something that I really want, if there's something that I'm really looking for, um, it you know certainly things you know when things come my way, I'm grateful for that. But if I have to initiate, well so be it. I initiate. Mm-hmm. And that moves things along. The universe sure. loves initiators.
0: Mm-hmm. Action takers, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stay empowered. Stay in your yes. initiative.
0: Wow. It's just like speaking with you today, had to initiate the conversation and it's happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm so I'm so joyful, I'm so happy, I'm blessed with everything you've been able to share with me um right now. Um I'm so glad. And it helped me also to, you know, Know how to relate with other people or people that are living with cancer or those mm-hmm. who are surviving it, and also you know a lot of lessons about vulnerability, worries, and fear. Mm-hmm. So I I know I know that was supposed to be my last question, but do you have any closing remark or closing notes for for the listeners out there, or for myself, so that we could take this and you know really reflect on it?
1: Yeah, stay empowered and stay inspired. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. That's yeah. great. Thank you so much for your time. It's I really appreciate pleasure. every word of wisdom I was able to learn from you. I'm I'm blessed already and I'm glad that everyone out there has learned one or two things about cancer and about, you know, this holistic, um natural way of, you know, curing cancer. Not It's not just the hospital in not, uh, alone, but also one has to go through the emotional healing, cleansing and mm-hmm. surviving and have this yeah. positive, uh, authentic mindset. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I, my pleasure. My pleasure, Toby. Wow. You made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye.